The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. How does it sound in your headphones? Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, foibles, and fables. Foibles and fables. Yes, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we've got a roundup of tech news, and I take a look at an app that promises to bring you smart news. Smart news. Smart news, not dumb news. Not dumb uh, news. In, in fact, the app itself is called Smart News. Really? Mmm, this sounds interesting. Let me tell you something. We are no longer in the bunker. We are face-to-face. Yes. But we are in a studio with microphones that are so good, I'm afraid to move. I know. It's like, I don't want to move. I don't want to make a noise. I don't know what's going on. I know. On. You, you, you breathe in one nostril. It's yeah, going like, to sound like it's the like ocean. A, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I didn't realize I was that heavy no, breathing. No, I was, no, I was talking about me. <laughs> no, you, sir, breathe perfectly fine. I'm the one that, you know, it's oh, the well, fall allergies. You. you know, the trees are doing what they do and the ginkgo pods everywhere. Ginkgo pods, yes. I didn't. I don't know anything about ginkgo pods, but it sounds dangerous. If you step on them, they smell uh, unpleasant. Really? Yes. It's I a, had no idea. Yeah, no, it's 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 autumn in New York. The leaves haven't quite uh, done the color change and leapt yet. But, but it was freaking cold today. It, it was breezy. Can I say that? Will that get away? No, Will, I, I think, our I clean that, tag is safe? Oh, yeah. Well, I think it was just a, a popular adjective on, on the word cold. True. Uh, but True. remember two weeks ago. Fracking. It was fracking cold. That's yes. better. Well, two weeks ago, it was one on like 89 degrees oh, or something. Don't even get me started. Don't even yeah, started. It's, it's, it's the complete switcheroo of the New York weather here. This is the New York portion of the show yes. where we just kvetch for a little while. Yes. And we can say kvetch because we're New Yorkers. Yeah, and kvetch isn't actually that. that eh, it's on. not a naughty word. It's it not just a naughty word. Yeah, it just means to complain. Yes. So, and that's uh, what we do because we're New Yorkers. We complain. That's true. There's always And the subway today, we both made it oh, uh, the despite subway. the MTA's best intentions. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anyway. We're in a mood. We're both in a mood, aren't you, we? You got to love New York. Yes, you do. Yes, but, you do. Uh, well, why don't we stay with this mood? Okay. Because um, Facebook has the first few of the news items. Facebook. Let me tell you something about Facebook. They are doing everything possible to alienate their users. Like, they are purposely trying to mess with people now. That's my opinion. Yeah, obviously. it's a big troll. Well, it's, it's oh. like, talk about you know, shooting your foot off. It's like, you don't oh have to use God. a cannon. Yes, but, you don't. So, uh, but but, but it, it seems like just last week that you and I were making fun of the <laughs> Facebook portal. The always watching, always listening, voice activated speaker that the social network announced it was going to be putting out for users who wanted to have lots of help around the house. Yes. Now, at the time of the announcement, Facebook told the Recode site that no data collected through Portal, even call log data or app usage data, like the fact that you listen to Spotify, will be used to target uh, users with ads on Facebook. That's what they told Recode. Uh, how, well, of course, but how, why would they lie, right? Yes, yes why I mean, would they lie? Yeah, of course. But, uh, however, after uh, the site published its story, Facebook executives reached out. <laughs> so is that, reached out, yeah, yes. Yeah, so that whole reach out thing. Yeah, um, uh-huh. they, they reached out to the site and uh, had, had to do a little, uh, I don't know if you want to call it clarification, correction. Walk back. Walk back, uh, yes. Uh, anyway, they, they basically said, well, remember that thing that we told you? Basically, yeah, there is some data collection here. Now, as explained to Rico the second time around, uh, quote, Portal voice calling is built on the messenger infrastructure, so when you make a video call on Portal, we collect the same types of information, like usage data, length of calls, frequency of calls, all that, that we collect on messenger-enabled devices. We may use this information to inform the ads we show you across our platforms, 
Other general usage data, such as aggregate usage of apps, uh, et cetera, may also feed into the information we use to serve ads, uh, end quote. So, yeah, basically, yeah, we're going to use your stuff for ads. Uh, but we knew that. Oh, deep of course. Down. We knew that already. Oh, deep yeah, down, please. we knew there this was, was going to no, be. No, anyone who went into this thinking, oh, no, of course, my privacy is going to be fine. Yes, th- this this always on, always watching, oh, yeah. always listening speaker is not going to be hoovering out my personal information. No, but yes, it is. Yeah, so, so I don't know what this will do to portal sales or people who just want to, you know, live in the Facebook world, these convenience and see ads all the time. Maybe they don't care. Are, are there people like that? I, I mean, seriously. Are there people who just don't care? I think there might be people who are, they love the shiny, they love being on Facebook all the time, they live on Facebook. Maybe that's the product for them. But why? This is, you know, it's like, seriously, why? Why would you do that? Well, there's a certain mindset that, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. I don't care what information they collect on Fair me. You know, I have nothing to hide. Yeah. Maybe you don't realize how deep it's going or what it could be used against you, like, in a in a situation, say you were in like a, a diabetes group or something mm-hmm. and you posted and, and you uh, were getting information and maybe down the road some data hoovering firm gets says, oh, this person has diabetes and we just got rid of pre-existing conditions and health insurance and right. so we're going to reject you for, for health insurance. I mean, that wah, wah, is an extreme wah. case, but there— But you know what? Extreme, but— Highly possible. And you got a plan for the future. I mean, all these kids who were posting really obnoxious photos on Facebook and Instagram from high school, all that stuff is coming back to haunt Mm -hmm. them now. You got a plan for the future. I've been telling my daughter, she just turned 12, and, you know, she's dying to get her own Instagram account. I'm like, no, not until you're 13, at least. Because it's 13 because of the Child Online Protection Act. Exactly. And you got to be careful what you put up there. Yeah. Just be smart about it. Yeah. Okay? Be smart. They like papa pictures of cats. Yes, pictures of cats. That's it. Everyone loves cats. Yeah. Although I might get sued for copyright infringement at some point, but yeah, you know as what? long as they don't put the meme rules. Yes, into true. Very true. But uh, but we have other Facebook news here as well. Um, some advertisers are really really mad at Facebook. Everyone's mad at Facebook. Yes. Uh, in a federal lawsuit filed in where else? California back in 2016. A group of small advertisers alleged that Facebook used inaccurate metrics and overestimated the time users spent watching video ads to, to try to sell these people to do video for Facebook. Gotcha. And this was probably deemed an, an unfair business conduct, which is what mm. the original suit uh, yeah. said. Yeah. But while that suit is still cooking in the courts there, uh, the same group of small advertisers went back last week and added a fraud claim on top of that, Whoa. alleging that Facebook knew about the problems with its video metrics in January 2015, like a whole year before they fessed up to it. Mm. They knew what the miscalculation was doing in regards to having accurate metrics a few months later, and they still didn't tell the advertisers until a year later. Let me tell you something. This story particularly irks me like no other about Facebook because you and I both worked. I, you continue. Actually, technically, we both still yeah. continue to work for this large major metropolitan news organization. And every news organization that I know of Went to Facebook because Facebook said, we can give you those clicks that you want. Yeah, video, video, video. Video, video, video. They were all in. People got hired. Money was spent. Things were put into place. And then, oh, no, we were wrong. We did and the math wrong. We did math the math hard. wrong. Yeah. Right, exactly. And real lives were affected. People lost jobs. Companies lost money. Companies went under. Because yeah. they bet the farm yeah, that on Facebook. Yeah, that whole pivot to video moment. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you know what? 
I can't say that, you know, obviously I'm not part of this uh, lawsuit or whatever, but they weren't telling us the truth. And I suspected something was wrong from the very beginning. Because yes. I don't know if you remember, even on this show, I would say, yo, what's going on? You, you know, hello, you're going crazy here betting the farm on one company. That's not smart. Yeah, and it wasn't a diversified media portfolio. Like, don't throw everything into video. You got to kind of absolutely layer it out there. And um, I'm the type of person to say, I told you so. Yeah. So I so, told you so. You told them so. Yes. Now, um, and the reason the plaintiffs in the suit found out about all this, because as part of the court proceedings for the original suit, they got to review, I think, 80,000 pages of internal Facebook records. Wow. Uh, I don't know if it was in Discovery or whatever, but mm-hmm. they saw all this and saw that clearly Facebook knew this was going on. So uh, so we'll see how that suit goes. Uh, yeah. the, the fraud charge is, is pretty major. That's pretty heavy, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and one side note, remember that massive Facebook data breach a couple weeks ago last oh, month yeah. that we talked yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been working with the FBI. The Wall Street Journal, I think, is reporting that they think it was spammers trying to get a hold of people's information to spam them instead of rogue nation states who were behind the big right. 50 million user account hack. Doesn't make it any better. Yeah, no, it's, it's like you left the barn door open. We don't know what comes yeah. out of it, but you left it open. You left it open. Yes. Yeah, so also in Facebook fails this week, anonymous political attack ads targeting the race in Virginia's 10th congressional district are popping up on the site. Now, um, remember, as you recall, Facebook attempted to clamp down on the suspected bots, trolls, and Russian agents trying to interfere in American politics. That's what we Uh, were told, yes. They set up the system that required identity verification and a mailing address here in the U.S. before you could buy ads on the site. And then you had to uh, put a paid-for buy disclaimer on the organization to say what organization had purchased this Mm -hmm. advertising. Uh, But apparently due to a loophole in Facebook's policy, the person or group buying the ad can put whatever they want in the paid-for field, even if it doesn't match the name of the Facebook user or page, and even if it's not an organization that happens to register with the Federal Election Commission. It's all about the money. It's, like, it's all oh, about you don't the need money. This paper with money. Follow the Benjamins. So this, this, these anonymous political attack ads. Uh, the person I think who's buying these, it's a, it's against a candidate in this particular congressional race, is saying mm-hmm. this is paid for a proud American and blah blah blah, and, and it's basically just sort of thumbing their nose that you know they didn't have to say oh you know paid for citizens for responsible Facebook ads or anything. Right. They just right. made something up, and it didn't matter what they put in that paid wow. for field. Wow. So, and as part of the user privacy policy for the purchaser, Facebook uh, isn't going to reveal the identity of the authorized ad buyers there or allow users to get more information about just who bought these ads. So I, I, I would call that a fail too. Yeah, big time fail. I got to get off Facebook completely. I mean, I've been just, I've been ignoring it. I totally took all my data off, but this is just too much for me. Yeah, I mean, you're starting to get into moral imperatives yes. here. It's like, oh, Absolutely. it's follow the money. Absolutely. And, uh, Anyway, uh, now moving on from Facebook to Twitter. Twitter. The bird-themed microblogging service announced it had released all the accounts and related content associated with potential information operations, as they call them, uh, found on the service since 2016. This refers, of course, to the misinformation campaign, Russian and Iranian bots and trolls attacking everything. Twitter said, oh, you know, we've released all of this stuff. I think independent researchers had gone back through timelines and found a lot of it anyway. So so Twitter was not really making a lot of news here. They just kind of dumped the stuff that people knew was there. But it was, you know, all one convenient uh, batch there. (laughs) And uh, as a note on the Twitter blog, I went on to say, we had previously disclosed these activities but are now releasing substantially more information about them to enable independent academic research and investigation. And quote, the company said it was committed to both public uh, and the U.S. Congress to providing regular updates and information regarding uh, investigations into foreign interference in political conversations on Twitter. Well, so, that's nice of them. Yeah, so so they dumped some stuff out of their archive. You know the, what? It's still a cesspool. 
Yeah. Yeah. Still a cesspool. Yep. Uh, but their blog has been pretty busy this week. Uh, really? Another post announced changes to the company's rules enforcement practices. You know, uh-huh. they have these Twitter rules. Of course. You have to obey the Twitter rules. Mm-hmm. And if you defy them, then you either get a timeout or they boot <laughs> you from the service. Yes. Now, uh, while Twitter requires that offenders delete offensive tweets that violate the rules before they can tweet again, people who reported them often didn't know what was happening. It was hard for them to tell if the offender voluntarily deleted the tweet or the report that they made to Twitter complaining about it actually made Twitter enforce the policy. So in this new era, the company says, now once we've required a tweet to be deleted, we will display a notice stating that the tweet is unavailable because it violated the Twitter rules, along with a link to the rules and an article that provides more detail on how we enforce our own rules here. This notice will be displayed on both the account's profile and the specific tweet for 14 days after the tweet is deleted. So that's what the post said. Uh, This change will be rolling out to both the app and Twitter.com in coming weeks. And they'll also put notice over tweets that you've reported uh, so you don't have to see them in their feed. So if you report a Uh a tweet, this is offensive, while Twitter's still dealing with it, they'll just put the little sign over it, you know, saying that this has been reported so you don't have to look at it. Nice. So so they're trying. um, (laughs) Okay. A little bit. A little bit. Step at a time. One step Um, at a time. So so, so that's some of our social media news. But Uh, you know what? It's still a cesspool. It's still a cesspool, yes. Just, yes. just to be clear. Yeah, you got to wear your, you know, mm-hmm. your titanium waders. hip waders. Your, your hip waders, yeah. yes. Chest waders is what you need. But uh, happier news, Spotify is bringing the music to Android-based smartwatches. The streaming audio service just announced a Spotify app that works on Google's Wear OS platform. I have no idea. Yeah, you're not a smartwatch fan mm-hmm. in general. I know the Apple Watch we have poo-pooed, yes. but uh, an Android smartwatch, uh, no. not, it's just the I don't wear a watch thing. Right? I don't wear a watch, right. Yeah, so, I was conditioned not to wear a watch. Yeah, so platform agnostic, don't wear a watch. But for yeah. people who do have Android-based smartwatches that run the Wear OS software, yeah. Spotify is, is now available on there as a standalone app, so you don't have to have your phone uh, to listen. Starting next month, Spotify will uh, also automatically be installed on all Fossil Gen 4 smartwatches and Michael Kors Accessory Runway smartwatches, which are really a little runway. pricier. Uh, runway smartwatches. Yes. Oh, wow. They're fancy. Fancy. Now, DNA tests have been in the news oh, past week or so. Uh, even if have. you're not trying to prove a particular strain of ancestry for political purposes— The databases of genetic information are getting bigger and bigger as more people mail in cheek swabs to 23andMe and Mm -hmm. Mm Ancestry.com, hoping to find out more about their family trees. Perfect legitimate. Of course. You want to know what you're made of. Yeah. Now, uh, a lot of these genetic profiles are ending up on the GEDmatch.com site, which I think was a free site that was started uh, by a couple of guys who just wanted to have a place for everyone to kind of upload it. And it... It's a uh, huge database, and so it takes this uploaded data from these DNA test sites, and people can reference it and look for patterns and stuff. And it's let uh, genealogists make really elaborate family trees mm-hmm. by finding some distant matches. And the cops have, have also enjoyed it, too. Uh, the Golden State Killer, I believe, uh, was nailed uh, through a uh, match on uh, GEDmatch.com. But now more than 15 criminal cases have also been solved or affected thanks to police being able to find clues and suspect relatives in the database. Even wow. if the person they're looking at isn't in, they can upload crime scene uh, DNA, get it tested, see if there's any matches in this GED uh, match.com database. If they do, then they maybe they find the relatives of the person and that leads wow. them down the trail. So it's becoming quite the high-tech forensic tool. 
And according to two recent analyses by genetics researchers, the GED Match database can now be used to identify at least 60% of all Americans of European ancestry through their cousins because all these people have uploaded their stuff. So only European ancestry uh, is the 60% thing. I'm sure, sure they different levels for, for other, but uh, that, that's kind of a lot. That's almost, yeah, you know. that counts us. Yeah, that, that is a, a lot of uh, information, mm-hmm. uh, sp- speaking of having your information online. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so if my second cousin decides to upload uh, a Ancestry.com DNA cheek swab and, you know, little, little bits of our shared info are out there online, free to see. I'm just going to crawl up into a fetal position and yeah. right in the corner over there. Yeah. Right, right with all those cables, right in the corner. Yeah. That's just, where I'm um, right, right in the corner. Well, well, hopefully people are using the site for good. Oh, yes. Of um, course. Of course they are. But, of course uh, they are. But uh, well, well, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, we here at PopTech Jam are thinking of those on the Florida Panhandle uh, yes, and beyond absolutely. who were impacted by Hurricane Michael. And uh, after a smack from the FCC and the Florida governor's office for poor response and restoring service, uh, Verizon is also thinking of those uh, customers uh, down there in the hardest hit counties. Uh, I believe uh, many of those folks there uh, who have absolutely no service will get three months of free mobile service. Uh, oh, that's so nice of Verizon. You, Verizon. Uh, Just very nice of you. Yeah, so I, I believe they had to, to sort of be talked to about the yeah. the lack of – because the, the governor, I think, said AT&T is doing a really great job getting their network back. and. But Verizon, not uh, so much. Yeah. So uh, now, uh, while we're going around the country here, the state of California passed its own net neutrality law to make up for the rules that the Federal Communications Commission repealed. And the FCC kind of said, oh, the agency doesn't have the authority to regulate these things. Therefore, we're going to repeal these rules. Um, And then the federal government turned around and sued California for trying to regulate a thing that the FCC just said it didn't have any authority over. So I'm sending a large truck-sized logic hole there. Just a bit. It'll probably come out in the court arguments. Um, But while that has been going on out west, here in the east, the New York Attorney General has expanded the inquiry into fraudulent net neutrality comments on the FCC's website during the public comment period last year when uh, people got to speak up. Slow clap. Yes. Slow clap. uh, Nice. Yes, New York. New York. Uh, Attorney General Barbara D. Underwood has subpoenaed more than a dozen telecommunications trade groups, lobbying contractors, and Washington-based advocacy organizations in this case that she's looking at. And she's trying to find out if these groups were behind more than 22 million public comments submitted to the FCC during the battle over the regulations. The suspect comments were provided using temporary or duplicate email addresses while others recycled identical phrases. And seven popular comments repeated verbatim accounted for millions of the ones that were filed there, all trying to swell and repeal the rules into the favor of the telecom industry. So, yeah. Dirty pool. Total dirty pool. The attorney general's looking into that. Go New York. Yeah, go New York. Go New York. And finally. And finally. Google Chrome is 10 years old this fall. Get out, really? I remember it was just a little, just a little toddler. beta browser. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's grown up very fast. Uh, is, I think yeah. it has the majority of the browser share market. Yeah. What is uh, up to version 89,000 or something? Yeah, they, they kind of do one every day. Yeah, they crank one out every day. day or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's in the... 70s now, I think. Wow, um, I've lost track. But uh, as you may have noticed the past few weeks, the desktop browser uh, has gotten a design fresh featuring new icons, colors, and they're, they're starting to put rounded shapes everywhere. Mm, Remember yeah. the square, and we yeah. have, now we've gone to rounded boxes yes. and rounded icons, and round well, is would the it new be square. A box if it's rounded? Uh, well, you can, you can have a box that's got rounded corners. Ah, I gotcha. But, okay, fair enough. But it's, yeah, well, if it gets too round, then it's a circle. Yes. So, But, the, but they've been uh, kind of tinkering with the design. 
The mobile version got simplified prompts, menus, and the URLs and the address bar. They all kind of streamlined that. And on the iOS edition, I believe they relocated the toolbar uh, down at the bottom because it was easier to get to, especially on the bigger phones. Yes, on the bigger phones. Um, And Chrome uh, now can also generate passwords as well as fill them in along with your address and credit card numbers uh, that it can all store in your Google account Mm -hmm. uh, if you you want. They're trying to get into, I guess, the LastPass, uh, one password kind of password manager game. I'm going to stick with LastPass. Yeah, yeah. You're going to stick with a dedicated product for that. Yes, please. Thank you. And another thing, do you remember they were one of the early ones with the Omni box where mm-hmm. you didn't have a separate search box? You had the URL box yep. and you can also search within there. Which still annoys the heck out of me. Yes. Well, they, they are even uh, juicing that up a little bit more because now uh, when you type in a question up there, you can see the answers directly in the address bar without having to open a new tab. Uh, mainly like things like instant answers like the weather report or translation of a foreign word. Gotcha. but. They're really trying to make that more functional and putting a lot of tech under the hood. So, so. it's a super mega Omnibox now. Totally, yeah. Um, and, and Google had a huge list of all the things they've done to it, which we'll post on the show page. But they, they, they oh, we're 10. Let, let's do some stuff. Of course, yeah. Yes, uh, but that, that brings us to the end of the news. You can find links to all the things we talked about here on the show page at poptechjam.com. Up next, we're going to talk about more news, smarter news. Now, I know you have been bereft since Google Reader went away. And, I really have And been, reading yes. news on your really phone have. has just not been the same yeah, since the loss of your beloved not. product. Absolutely and, not. Yes. And I like to read a lot of news, too. I was sort of looking around. I like to steep myself in it. Yeah, a lot of news organizations have their own dedicated apps. They the do. BBC, The Times, yeah. The Washington Post, all That's those. a lot of stuff. It's a lot of apps. Yeah, but, but I like to have... A lot of different diverse sources, and there has a, and there's an app that's been out since about 2013. It's been getting a lot of attention lately in this era of fake news because uh, what is this app is called Smart News. They even took out television commercials, which I saw really? on um, GMT on the BBC that I watch in the morning. Guess what I'm going to do while we're talking? No, I, 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 well, at least check it out in the App Store. I will. Well, I'm going to download it. Uh, yeah, we'll download. It. Yeah, it, it's called Smart News. Closed up. Uh, it's a it's a free app. And what they do is they curate uh, news sources from about 300 known news providers, not these you know, crazy, whacked-out conspiracy theory sites, not things that lean either way, left or right. I'm sorry. I'm just seeing your, your, your text to me this morning. Oh, about the coffee machine? She sends me funny texts yes. every once in a while. So I'm sorry. Yes. I interrupted your flow. <laughs> not, not, not at all. Sorry my text is running so slow here. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so smart news. And it's uh, came out of Japan, and they've had a Japanese edition that's got uh, rave reviews. I think Google made it app of the year uh, in 2013 when it debuted. And so it's been percolating in the background for quite a while. Uh, it's got Android and Apple uh, versions of it. But it basically just gathers all of these news sources, and it, it creates a news report for you based on all these ones. You know, it's not all from one source, so you can sort of see different views of it. And then they have tabs across the top and you can add one, you know, if you're looking for a particular topic or something. Is it this one right there? Yes. But is the it very, that one right there? Yeah, the very colorful one with the primary colors that kind of looks like Google. Yeah, but it, it does. It's, it it kind of does. Yeah, and, and, and it should be free. Don't let them charge you for it. Um, I'm downloading it right now. But uh, it, uh, it identifies major stories that are happening and kind of pushes them to the top. So you get the news, you know, I, I don't know if we want to call this trending, but 
It's got algorithms. It sees what's going on, what all of the news organizations are talking about. It pushes those higher. You can also use the smart view feature that if you don't happen to have an internet connection at the time because you're underground or on the train or something, they have a smart view feature that will just download a static copy uh, for the meantime if you don't have any connectivity. So it's got some nice little features, and they're working with known publishers too, uh, NBC News, the LA Times, the Associated Press, The Verge, Quartz, CNET, The Atlantic. Southern Living? Southern Living, yeah. But it's in Refinery, Magazine. Refinery 29? Yeah, I think Fox News is in there. I mean, they're, they're all picking legitimate known news sources, so it's not Crazy Pants blogs. Right, it's, right. It's people who have built a reputation for providing quality recodes in there, ProPublica. So it's it's a lot of um, sources, and they all kind of just mix them up in this app, and then you can just glance at it and, and see what's going on. There's an iPad version, too, if, if you want bigger smart news uh, on a bigger screen. So I've been using this for the past uh, few months, and it's starting to kind of be the one that if I don't want a specific story, like if I know that the New York Times has just broken something and I want to go and read that story, if I'm just looking for, you know, take the pulse on the day and yep, what's going yep. on— I'm starting to go to this one, and it, it seems, you know, like it's a a, a very healthy app. It is pretty cool. I'm I'm digging it right now. I'm sorry, I'm I'm not paying 100 percent attention, but you know, I got you're sucked right into. Yes, yes, I am. I'm reading the news. I like the layout. It's pretty clean, pretty straightforward. Yes, yes. Give me the instant Kaiser review here. Like you said, the primary colors really jump out at you. I'm hoping I can change the tabs because I have no interest in entertainment or lifestyle. But you've got U.S. politics, world, sports, biz. Biz, yes. Tech is kind of buried and science is kind of buried towards the end. So yeah. I, I, I got to, you know, well, I got to figure out look into your settings yeah, and, you know, gonna... see what you can uh, manipulate there. But you know what I like, what I find fascinating is the mix of top news that they have. It's not all politics. There's other stuff. Yes. Other news that's things happening. Things are going on in yes, the world. Things are going on. Interesting. I like this. I don't know why I had no I, I had no idea this existed. I didn't either. I mean, it had been out for five years, and then I, it took a old school media TV commercial on a morning news program to say, "Oh, I should look at it." Because really, the only app commercials you ever see are for platforms and services or iOS or Android stuff. But like individual apps have not had the budget to really buy TV time to say, "Hey, I'm this cool new app." You know, right. like they they've had to been kind of up there and like subscription based or something to get out there. So so I. And it may not be for everyone, but I kind of like it, and it's starting like, to be I'm, the one that I'm going to. I'm kind of liking it, too. They've got an international English version, a Japanese version, and the United States version. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. So, I mean, I certainly I certainly dig this better than the Apple News one. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's never going to replace Google Reader in your heart, never. I know. but Never. But maybe, you know, something to just fill a little, little corner of the void. I like it. Thank you, J.D. Yes, all right. It's very nice of you. Yes, and we will uh, post a link to uh, the Smart News site if anyone out there wants to check it out in their multiple editions. And that's that. I guess we should probably wrap the show up. I guess we should, but I'm having so much fun in this. this, It's like so quiet in here. I know. it's Well, except for some folks next door. But Yeah, there was some kind of like Yeah, some yelling and screaming, some rowdy stuff, you know. Yeah, maybe something broke on the Today Show and they're all (laughs) Who knows? Somebody's getting excited. Yeah. Somebody's getting excited. But uh, you know what? We should thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. If you think if they will build it, Built by Bros.
Yes, thank you, Bruce. And thank you, listeners, uh, for putting up with us as we sort of weave in and out of the week uh, with our schedule. But uh, we're always uh, around. We always want to talk about the news, uh, how it affects the world and technology and us and everything. So absolutely, uh, we will keep doing it as long as y'all keep listening. Absolutely. And putting up with our shenanigans because, you know, we we shenanigan. Yes, there has been some shenanigans. Yes, there has been. So until next time, when we're back with more, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Okay, let's, uh, let's, I wonder if there's an app called Dumb News in here. <laughs> we should go look for the other end of the spectrum. <laughs>